Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Let's join Pastor Greg Scalzo as he continues the Heavenly Authority series. We left off last time in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. And we have such trust through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. We said how Paul had the confidence before God, not because of himself. There was nothing in him that gave him such confidence. His source, his power, is from God. Our sufficiency as ministers of the new covenant comes from God. And he says, not of the letter. The new covenant, the new contract, and the new covenant ministry is not of the letter, for the letter kills, but of the Spirit, the Spirit gives life. And there is a difference between the old contract, the letter of the law, written on tablets of stone, and this new contract that Paul is preaching to the people, based on the old, fulfilling the old, but much superior to the old. It's not of the letter, it's of the Spirit. The letter kills, the Spirit gives life. It's a new contract in the reality of God and what He can do in your life, directly for you. If you take the work of the Holy Spirit out of Christianity, you're left with rules for living, good rules for living, that we cannot hope to perform apart from God. The Old Testament contract, the covenant, was holy and righteous. But when we read the Old Testament, when we studied in the Authority series the background in the Old Testament, we saw that contract broken over and over and over again on the part of man. And the people were condemned as sinners. The letter of the law condemns us as sinners. It tells us that we cannot be good enough on our own. The very words they had, Solomon had wonderful words, proverbs from God, and then he proceeded to break them. The very law, the letter of the law, tells us we're sinners. There is a problem. And it's righteous and holy because there is a problem in human nature. There is a problem in each one of us. But the law cannot set us free. The ministry of the law was glorious. How much more glorious this ministry that Paul is speaking of, of the Spirit. In the Spirit, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. We're made alive. We're made living. It's by the Holy Spirit that our lives can be changed and we can go from sinners to saints. There's a solution. The old contract tells us the problem. 
The new contract in Christ Jesus gives us the solution by the Spirit. It's not just a letter placed up, commandments placed at the front of the synagogue, at the front of the church, that the people honor and venerate but can't perform. Now the very Word of God comes down and it's written, it's emblazoned on our hearts, on our minds, and we're able to accomplish because we've said, Lord, I'm not good enough. I can't, I cannot earn heaven. Only Jesus Christ is good enough. Only God is holy. Only God is good. Only Jesus Christ is Lord. And we repent of our sins. We turn to him and we can receive his Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit makes us alive. 1 Peter 1.3 says, According to his abundant mercy, his forgiveness, he has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When the Lord was raised, it proclaimed a new contract. It spoke of a new heaven and a new earth. And it says to each one of us, we can be new people in Jesus Christ. He can remake us. He conquered death. He conquered sin. And if we make him Lord by his spirit, he can conquer us and change us and make us alive. Amen. A living hope, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And likewise, only ministry that is of and by the Holy Spirit, anointed by God's Spirit, is sufficient, is competent to be able to accomplish the task. When the Spirit of God is pushed out of the churches, the ministries become dead the Word of God becomes a creed that's spoken about and recited and then pushed aside and everything else is spoken about except the Word of God. It becomes a ritual. Whitewashed tombs are made. Uh, saints are lifted up. People that believed in the Word of God are venerated, but what they believed in is not taught because the religion becomes dead as the Spirit of God is pushed out of the church. So the ministry that is competent for New Testament service has to be of the Holy Spirit. And then Paul goes on to explain the glory of the New Covenant and the New Covenant ministry compared to the Old. Verse 7 of chapter 3, But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones, was glorious. It was of God. But it ministered death because by telling us what was right, we were put to death. We were declared sinners, and the wages of sin is death. If the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? What is he speaking about here? If you remember back in Exodus chapter 34, Moses is going up to Sinai and receiving the law. There is a temporary tabernacle that Moses goes into as they're building the regular tabernacle that God comes down and meets with him. And when he would go into the presence of God, be it on the mountain or in this tabernacle, he would actually be face-to-face, -face, so to speak, with the presence of God. 
And when he came out, there was a difference. Let's read about that in uh, chapter 34, verse 29. Now, it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. As he's talking with God, it's as though it's a reflection. He's shining back the glory of God. Verse 30, And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. He comes out, his face is gleaming, and they're getting very afraid. And we know from some of the things they would do uh, why they were afraid. Verse 31, Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. Down to verse 33, And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil, a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And he would come out and speak to the children of Israel whatever he had been commanded. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, then Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him, with the Lord. They're afraid when they see the face shining. They were afraid when they saw the signs in the mountain. They know they're not consecrated. They know they can't approach God. So when they see this man gleaming with the glory of God from being in God's presence, they're very afraid. It's something they can't handle. They're of the nature of wanting to make the golden calf. They can't even wait until Moses comes down the mountain. They like to have a little partying when Moses is up on the mountain. They have problems. And when they face the reality of God, it scares them. So Moses would take and put a veil and cover over the glory. They were not ready. They were not in a position to accept the glory of God. Moses could go in and speak to God as it was face to face in the sense that he could be in God's presence. He could be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. They could not receive it. But it was fading away. That glory, that shining on Moses' face would pass away. Then he would go back in and he would get another charge from being in the presence of God. And that was at Sinai. That was at a very special place, a very special time when God gave the people the law on the tablets. But now, Christians, God means for his spirit to dwell in you not one day, not at a certain place for one time, not just to a Moses, but what does it say, what does the Lord say in John chapter 14 and verse 15? If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Not just for a day, not just for the time, a short time, but forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you forever. The ministry of the new covenant in the Spirit 
is a relationship in the glory of the Holy Spirit that goes on forever. It's not a temporary anointing as under the old covenant. It's a forever contract. And so as believers, we should start eternity today. We should seek and ask and knock for this promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, today. The Spirit of God is critical to the gospel. Back to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? If this ministry that brought death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so glorious that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, which glory was fading away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious, which does not fade away, which is forever? You can write to us at Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Our church service is at 10 a.m. Sunday mornings in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. And you can learn more about our church and Pastor Greg as well as access a library of Bible study programs and articles at our website at www.shearjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.